five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to a special episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast. This is Chris at Lightforce signing in for the last time in 2019. That is right. This is our end of year episode and it is going live at high noon on Christmas Day, which is December 25th. We're probably the only podcast that actually publishes Christmas Day, but I am joined virtually by Sam at another Sam Chan as well as Omni at Omni Strife. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, boys and boys? Pretty, pretty not a whole lot. Yep. It's don't quiet go, in the house. It's quiet here, but let me tell you, don't go to Costco on a holiday weekend. Especially the last holiday. That weekend. is the <laughs> most. That is absolutely the worst thing you could do in in here, anyway. Hey, I, I, went, I went to Costco this weekend as well. Like it's a rite of passage. Like if you have not <laughs> gone to Costco in like the last weekend before, you know, what is essentially a major holiday week. Yeah. It's life uh, on hard mode. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's a, it's a roguelike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's nice. uh, but uh, this, this episode was meant to be light and fluffy and we hope to have some light fluffiness associated to it. However, <laughs> if you happen to be following our Twitter account uh, this uh, last few days, you probably saw what I called our TED Talk. So we're actually going to go and provide some context to one. Why <laughs> did we feel that there was a, ne- a need to get up on our soapbox and provide everyone an unsolicited TED Talk? And two, what does that mean for us and the team moving forward? So uh, some things but, going on within the Overwatch League. Okay, Sam, you want to you wanna jump Yeah, in? before we begin, who... Who had their money on Chris having the biggest tilt of the three of us this year? <laughs> yeah, that was that was. I odd. think I, I think Omni and I have both had our moments. But Chris has been been the pacifist yeah. original edition. I think yeah, Chris is like the Hulk. His secret, he's always <laughs> tilted. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is, and then once I know how to control it, and- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some Overwatch League news as to what's going to be happening at the start of 2020, uh, Overwatch. And then uh, yeah, we're going to wrap this episode off with uh, what we call the Tidings Enjoy. Uh, see who's actually going to be on the, the naughty list. But uh, you know what? Let's uh, go straight to the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Okay, I admit it. Uh, I done lost it on Friday. I uh, <laughs> I got I got a little hot under the collar. I, I don't think you know reading back that tweet storm. And if if you didn't see it, it's it's still accessible on on Twitter. You go to twitter.com slash reset phone and read up. But I'll talk a little bit in a moment about the impetus for this this tweet storm. But it summarized a lot of the feelings that I've had over the course of this off season. And in some respect, it also, um, you know, uncovered old wounds from the start of the franchise uh, uh, over last season. I mean, we were going to talk a little bit about it briefly, but you have a, a franchise that's gone relatively radio silent and, and isn't acknowledging its existence. But I thought, you know what? We're going to try to get to the, the root of the issue here. I'm going to reach out to, to those that I can within the organization. We'll sit down. We'll talk to them. And things will get sorted out. And, hey, you know what? It's just holiday season. Everyone's supposed to be happy, happy, yeah. joy, joy. And, yeah. What gifts? <laughs> it's not like it was some histrionic random rant. It was two years in the making. So, yeah, you have my backing at least. <laughs> so... So, okay, here's some background. For those who've been following the Vancouver Titans uh, in the offseason, it's been relatively quiet. Outside of the occasional uh, handful of tweets that come out telling people how to enter a postal code for a skin contest they're running mm. uh, or a, a tweet of a, a Fisher video of him, you know, going ham, uh, a, an official, like, a quote from Tim Holloway with the departure of Bumper, and a retweet of Steve Maeda saying that team chemistry is really important to the organization, which is still, you know, 
creating questions that may or may not have existed and leaving those unanswered. But the actual team was radio silent. There was absolutely no engagement in Titan's court. There was very little engagement, if you can even call that on Twitter. Their Facebook account um, has essentially been publishing what I would say is pre-scheduled content. Like it's the, hey guys, give us your data, um, what have you. And in the month of December, prior to this weekend, uh, someone actually went back and counted. Uh, so we're talking three full weeks and they had tweeted six times. That's more and than I tweet. Well, okay, but but you're not you're not managing a no. franchise in in a tier one esport. Now, it is safe to say, and this is something that you know we've heard on previous episodes, and uh, that the team is is going through uh, an organizational shift. They're hiring and they're people, and you know what? I I, I get that. Um, but what what ultimately kicked off the the Twitter storm? It came down uh, to uh, a friend of our show. Um, as everyone would know, Miss Gronides, uh, uh, the you know one of the members of, of that, I think we often call the the Titans family. I mean, it's uh, uh, Katrina and, and Scronite and their kids, and they come out to watch parties. They support the team. I know they they listen. They support our podcast. But he shared um, two two tweets that that I wholeheartedly agreed with, and I think it's what he said that helped resonate and sort of pull these feelings together in me. So he, he, he shared on Friday after flipping through a timeline of contents from teams that weren't the Titans, I pieced out of the Vancouver Titans discord this morning and dropped the social media accounts. Not that I'd notice done being taken for granted as a walking wallet by an apathetic organization or apathetic org is what he put. Now, the key thing here is not that he'd notice. And he, he brings up a very strong point following the Vancouver Titans on social mattered not. They weren't doing anything. You weren't going to miss anything. In fact, you were getting more news about the Titans from anything that's not the Titans. And he followed that up. He said, this isn't an off-season problem. This is a, and quote, why should anyone care if you don't problem? How are you going to grow the audience and sell tickets for homestand games when no one outside this world knows that you exist? Hmm. And at first I, I shared that. I actually shared that on the, the RSP account. I said, hey, you know, we think that the Titans are going to do better, but they're trying to draw on upon an empty bank of trust with the fans. And, you know, as a group, I think the three of us, we want to support the Titans. We want to, you know, rah, rah, rah. We want to share what we know. And, and yet we, probably some of their biggest fans, feel like we're being taken for granted. But that that lit the fire, and again, it was a short fuse. It went kablooey, and off goes the Twitter storm. So, the Reader's Digest version, because it's like nineteen tweets, we're talking like a full on TED talk here. Um, I started off by saying, you know, that one thing as a podcast, we want to be the one that shouldn't share all that exclusive Vancouver Titans news with you. We totally love to. In fact, some uh, backstory here that did, I did not share on Twitter. I was reaching out to the people that I could possibly reach out to within the organization. One of them, unfortunately, I did not realize at the time, was no longer with the organization. Maddie Gray, who joined us only two episodes ago, is no longer with the Vancouver Titans. Whatever happened ultimately came to be and uh, a decision was made, um, whether it be by Maddie or the team or mutually, I don't know but uh, she is no longer in the role of the Vancouver Titans. So the one person who is the face and, and the really the most recognizable face at that outside of the players themselves is no longer with the team. This is the one person from the organization who was active in Titans court. The one person that you knew you could reach out to if you had a question and she would follow through no longer with the team. I reached out to Tim Holloway um, and had a very sporadic conversation through text message, trying to sit him down and say, Hey, let's talk a little bit about this, the season 2020, what's going on. You know, we, we know there are people asking these questions and unfortunately, um, due to time of year, him being busy, um, and I'm not going to go and read into anything more than that. We couldn't make that happen. Reached out to Anthony Morocco, got no response, reached out to Steve Maeda, got no response. So backstory here, I've been trying to connect with the team to say, Hey, what's going on? There are people coming to us here at RSP asking us, they're asking you, I'm seeing it. And yet there is absolutely nothing like no information. So I share that 
I start talking about the fact that on the traditional sports side, there's a lot of activity. So it's not as if they don't have staff within the organization that have been doing things, but I get it. The Vancouver Canucks, middle of the season. The Vancouver Warriors, their season's just started. So these are people who've been managing the Titans corner of the desk style, who've pushed the Titans off their desk. So they've got a day job. They've got a job they need to do. And then on top of that, we're starting to see what other teams are doing. I mean, heck, the Overwatch League is potentially leaking, rebranding. And you have a team like the LA Valiant, who may or may not have a budget, engaging on social media with it. Yeah. Vancouver Titans, non-existent. And then, you know, from there, we talked a little bit about how uh, you look at the organization and you have a, someone like Steve Maida, who's a GM or an advisor. And I don't know what Steve is to the team outside of the fact that he, uh, you know, is part of Luminosity. But one of his most recent tweets about Overwatch, in fact, it's really the only one you can find outside of when he shared the really weird, like, we value team chemistry and bumpers no longer on the team tweet. Um, he shared a tweet uh, that simply defined uh, his thought on Overwatch. Now, what he said in that tweet about Overwatch, I actually agree with. Overwatch as a game isn't the most um, friendly experience. There's a lot of toxicity there, and there are huge queue times for DPS. Like, he's, what he's saying was not wrong, but that's the only thing he talks about is how he doesn't like the game, and so he logs off. Not enjoyable. So this is someone who's supposed to be in charge. They're gone. Um, we talked a little bit about how, you know, the organization did, you know, drop a, a copy pasta about, hey, guys, we're hoping to be in, you know, contact more often in the Seattle Surge cord. And that's what's really, I think, set me off here is that their Call of Duty franchise is getting more love, more attention, has staff active in their Discord, and they have a social account that's active, and then you have the Vancouver Titans, which are like the forgotten sibling. You know, I don't know if the Titans were locked into the basement and told never to come out, but that's how it occurred to me. So, Friday afternoon, Chris Dunn lose his mind. And as Sam earlier brought up, how many of you out there thought I would be the guy that would tilt first? Not tell first, tilt the most. Okay, yeah. I, mean, I guess <laughs> I, yeah, of- two of you have tilted, yeah, well before me, though. Yeah, that's right. Quali- I, the quality of tilt was, uh, yeah, high. That was high quality. That was college level tilting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what's what's interesting about this is since that, first and foremost, there are a lot of people within the Titans community who reached out privately and said, "Hey, you know what." That's exactly how we feel too. Um, others publicly shared that. Um, it caught the attention around the league. Like there are, are other Overwatch League, you know, uh, media that are engaging on that. Uh, it also caught the attention of the Vancouver Titans. So uh, Ryan Nicholas, and and uh, and a little back from Ryan Nicholas, I know him uh, from well before the Vancouver Titans. I've actually worked with him uh, in some capacity with the Vancouver Canucks. He is a good guy. He is a genuine person, and when he says something, I honestly take what he says as being genuine. I can't say that for everyone because I, I don't know others, and I, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. But with Ryan, I can say if he says something, he means it. He reached out to Titans Court and engaged. Uh, he reached out to me personally and said, "Hey, you know, let's sit down and talk." Like I had hoped that you would have reached out to us. And then when I explained, "Yeah, here's everything that I've tried to do." Um, he said, yeah, you know what, let's, let's try to find some time to sit down. Now, whether or not I'll be able to do it over the course of the next few weeks will be tough, just time of year and all. But, I mean, he, he genuinely wants to, to do that. We've also seen the in Titans Core the creation of a channel where there's a specific space that you can go and talk to Titan staff. I would be lying if I didn't say I'm a little bit skeptical. Now, problem, time of year. I get that maybe there's not enough people around, but the creation of a channel in a discord that you've not been engaging with in the first place matters not. It's what you actually do there. Hmm. Anyhow, that's, that's me on my soapbox. I'm going to step down now. Um, I wanted to acknowledge that yes, I lit off. And if for some reason you didn't follow us on, on social media and you happen to miss it on Friday, um, you just go back. It's, it's still there. It's 19 tweets in length. Um, I've also uh, included the, uh, the follow-up uh, that uh, that was shared in, in Titans Court. Cucina was kind enough to uh, to capture that. And uh, as well, if you happen to be on the Titans Fan Advisory Panel, coincidental or not, Friday afternoon after my <laughs> TED Talk, they sent out an inquiry um, 
to ask questions. Now, I don't know if um, many people who got that realized that that may or may not have been the result of the expression of people's feelings that said, hey, let's get a pulse check. But that is the team using a chat bot to try to define uh, people's attitudes, intentions, uh, and emotions as it pertains to the questions they're asking. If you ever have an opportunity as being a member of the Titans Fan Advisory Panel, you need to be honest as to how you feel. Because that's how they're going to, they're going to go and read what people are sharing. Not what, you know, Chris says on Twitter in, you know, a bout of anger before he goes and watches Star Wars. Nobody cares. <laughs> nothing, nothing says we care about you, like asking you what you're going to do for your holidays with a chat bot. <laughs> but it's such an authentic chat bot. <laughs> yeah, it, re- it responds right away. Never leaves you on red. That's true. <laughs> that is true. I mean, that like. I mean, I, I, I leave you on red all the time. So really the chat bot loves you more than I love you. But any, any thoughts on uh, me losing my mind? Uh, there, there's uh, multiple layers to this. Um, so many things are going out from the Titans uh, side of things that are not, not great. We have the silence. We have, you know, the lack of updates, the awkward signings that also have added some of the pressure uh, to the fans and everything we hear about coming from that organization is a, a lot of hearsay and a lot of rumors. Are the players angry with uh, bumper departing? Are they not? Nobody knows at this point. So whenever you have that gap, um, most of what we get is like not not great uh, feelings about an organization that basically relies on support and pa- of passionate people. Um, yeah, it, it's it's been tough. Like we said, we are passionate fans here, and we rant all the time. But me and 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 uh, and Sam, at least, we rant about games. <laughs> and when you rant like this in the off season, that's a bad sign. Uh, maybe we just need the season to start already to make ourselves feel a little bit better at the expense of other teams playing horribly. I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm willing to say that this is just a product of the season, a product of of. Um, you know, not enough content, but then again, we never had that much compared to other teams. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm quite envious of that. I cannot lie that I, I'm, I'm not. It's Andbox's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got, they got shirts. They got skins. They got, Hey, we they just got, need they to... got no next back. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a nice back. We need to print out, um, T-shirts with that brand, I think that'll be uh, some new nice merch for RSP, right? <laughs> there, is all not, there is no T-shirt in the world that would be able to contain all that was said in that Suggestion rant. for next time, use a twit longer. Yeah. <laughs> then they'll think we're retiring, but you know. <laughs> yeah, what a, yeah. let's let's uh, see some, I don't know, Salmin Sue's back perhaps. I'm not yeah. sure. Salmin Sue's back. Yeah, I think um, I think I have a lot of empathy for for the team. Like we yeah. we knew off off podcast that like even even when Maddie was still with the team, they were talking about the hirings and all the restructure right. and all that kind of stuff they were doing. Um, and and so I get it. I mean, like like a lot of the listeners that have gone through that have worked before, like you know, your first couple of weeks is it's foggy, right? And yeah. so it's it's very hard to jump into something, especially a company that's frankly new or a division that's new. Um, and they haven't even done the hires yet. We knew they were hiring a new right. social person. We knew that they they were hiring a new chef, um, mm-hmm. um, amongst other things. So so I have I have I have empathy for the the staff itself. And I think I think where we want to go with yeah. with your message is not so much like hey staff be better. But I think what the org lacks overall is the same kind of empathy from the org back to the fans, mm-hmm. right? Like a little bit transparency, like saying, hey, we're playing shorthanded right now. Bear with us. Um, like, I think that goes a long way into sharing sharing struggles with your fans. And like right. one thing Vancouver fans, this is regardless of sport, regardless of org, always are is they're always passionate. And passion can be a big pro or can be a big con because you can just open up Canucks Twitter and you can oh, see gosh, a whole yeah. lot of con, right? Like everybody's trying to call somebody else stupid. Um, but at the same time, I think what's always been lacking with, with the org is they, they don't admit not even wrongdoing. Cause I don't really think necessarily they've been doing things wrong. It's just they're shorthanded and that shows like weakness. But I think vulnerability is, is very important to org and something that like, you know, CSC frankly lacks. Mm, yeah. 
and and oh well i just wanted to 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 echo you know what sam said this has nothing to do with the it's not a people issue i have no issue with any people it's the organization it's the umbrella it's the entity as to which they're working for i actually for the new social media person like they're going to step into a, a, a a store Right. And if they happen to be on the clock already, boy, weren't they in a great position to suddenly see me? Yeah. Tag them like four, six, 462 <laughs> times. Like, but the, the, the point I just simply wanted to raise was this is how I feel, but I'm pretty confident. This is what I did was summarize the feelings of many people just based on the, the conversations that I've been having. Um, those that have been reaching out privately, those that have been talking publicly. Um, I don't know what the Vancouver Titans do on their end, but in uh, in TweetDeck, which is what I use to manage all of my different social accounts, I have actually set up a search column that searches for things that tag Vancouver Titans, force of nature, uh, like RSP, all these different um, terms, because I want to stay on top of things. That's just out of, out of my desire to help this community grow. Yeah. So I am seeing this and often if you, and that's actually inside note here, if at any point RSP retweets and actually not only tags you and tags Vancouver Titans, which you may not have in originally, we're one trying to help get you visibility, but two, we're trying to connect the organization to you because I'll be honest, I don't feel that they've done a good enough job at that. They don't seem to see through all the noise, the the cream that is out there. And so here at RSP, we're trying to do our, our bit to help elevate the content you create. Anyhow, sorry, uh, Ani, you were going to yeah, say Yeah, just the last thing I'm going to talk about here regarding this topic, for, at least for this episode, is that while it's true that winning will cure almost anything, you got to set the tone going forward for an organization. And we were either super lucky or super smart for signing the entire roster of Runaway when they came out of contenders. And we've had no one could say that we didn't have an unbelievably successful inaugural season. Mm-hmm. But but if you're going going forward, you can see that we already have some concerns with how an organization behaves or how it, I don't know, hires or doesn't hire or how it trades for players or doesn't trade for players. And these things might lead you to become a more dysfunctional uh, uh, organization. And who knows how much of this success in the inaugural season we can really put on just the skill and the pre-existing synergy that we've had on a roster. And if you compare that to other uh, teams that were uh, less successful, and we hear hear that a lot from organizations that have like internal turmoils and strife between players and, and, and mismanagement. So we don't want to be... Like my biggest concern to 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 um, summarize it within a sentence is that I hope that our inaugural season is not the best season of this uh, <laughs> franchise ever. So unless everything is functioning properly, because obviously it's all about clicking heads and 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 playing the maps and pushing the payloads, but these things trickle in, and everything you do, including optics, including social, including how you hire and how you communicate with fans, everything will eventually push its results um, professionally as well on, on the games themselves. So yeah. I just hope that this is like a low and, and we're just going to improve from here on out. And that's it. We are passionate. We want this team to succeed. Obviously, all that we've been saying and, and, and struggling with comes from a deep appreciation for the team and, and you know, and, and the wish for it to succeed. And, and, and that's what's key. Our emotion is because we want the team to be successful. I mean, Sam, you brought up Canucks Twitter. And for those who don't follow the Vancouver Canucks, Canucks Twitter is an interesting place. But if there's one thing I would declare is that most in Canucks Twitter, whether they're uh, Benning Bros or or on Tank Team Tank or whatever they are, I mean, there's all these different um, factions. They all want the Vancouver Canucks to succeed. They just see different ways of accomplishing that. And it's just the emotion. Unfortunately, that emotion then gets people with the uh, uh, veil of anonymity saying things they probably would otherwise never say in person. Uh, One final note just on the rant. Uh, And this is just, I sort of shared this in a follow-up tweet. We as fans, we invest a lot of equity. It might be the money that we're spending to buy tickets to a homestand event. Hundreds of dollars for some. Like you think if you're going as a family and you've got four seats, you've spent close to a grand 
and you're not you one you're spending a, you don't even know what you're getting for that drink there's no no ability to say oh this is what they might do we're, we're doing that based on 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 trust and this belief that there's going to be this phenomenal experience and i truly hope there is um if you're traveling to to take in the vancouver titans whether it was this past season whether it's in the upcoming season um you know whether you went to the grand finals you're investing money your hard-earned money to go there so there's this financial equity you're investing but there's also this emotional equity I mean, you're choosing to support an organization, and I don't think it's untoward that any of us and anyone who's invested in this organization, that form of equity, is simply asking for validation that our investment is a sound one. Like, it, that's the worry. You know, I, I I said this. I fund our podcast. I mean, ultimately, the funding of this podcast is my bank account, and even with with the, the little sponsorship that we had and our patrons, and I, please... Shout out to all of our, our supporters on Patreon. Um, you help out significantly. I'm simply being truthful when I say this is operated at a loss. Yeah. The last thing I would want is to say that I went and spent this money doing something I really enjoy and it was all for naught. Like I want the team to succeed. Yeah. I want the league to succeed. And there's already kind of like an image or a brand associated that we support here with the Vancouver Titans. It's not that we put up those hundreds of dollars to support J55 Capital Corporation or uh, Luminosity, right? There, mm -hmm. there is an identity that we're just not getting anymore from social, from, from any other side. So, well, yeah, and, and that's the problem. We, we don't, we're, we're currently investing almost blindly. And when things do look like, okay, this is turning around, suddenly it's like the carpet or the rugs yanked out from underneath. Um, I would be remiss if I don't actually share some updates we got. I mean, this is the premier source for everything to do with Vancouver Titans. So Ryan did share in, in uh, Discord a few updates. Uh, one, they have a new lead of team services. I have absolutely no idea what a lead of team services does or who it happens to be, because this was the first news that we got that they actually had this position. The lead of team services has been in Korea for uh, the past week, meeting not only with the team, but doing uh, health and medicals. So the team is in Korea and there will be a boot camp, and they're going to be practicing together in Korea. And I think, I don't know if it was Twilight, uh, someone on, on Instagram shared a picture of the team was together having uh, lunch or dinner or something like that. So when they say boot camp, do you think they're talking uh, push-ups or? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, SMS is just going to be out there rocking it. Um, he also follow up says he doesn't anticipate any further signings, and that could always change. Not really his department. I mean, I get that. I mean, you're not the person who's acting in the role of the GM. You're sort of facilitating the the conversation there. I will kind of say like. I think there's still holes in this roster. I mean, we've talked about it in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. So the fact that there aren't any future or further signings that that they can see. Uh, okay. Um, says there's going to be watch parties in 2020, bigger and better. Uh, and the team will be in Vancouver for, for, for season three. I mean, that, those, those two, I think were, were given. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone would have questioned that. They didn't even have to talk. Like they could go like radio silent until February. And I bet I would have been able to tell you there will be watch parties and the team will be here. Um, the other part, though, uh, is due to the nature of the schedule to start of the season, there won't be much here between now and March. That here, I'm going to presume, is in Vancouver. So if you're following the team, there won't be a doesn't sound like there'll be an opportunity for us to connect with the team here in the Pacific Northwest, be in Vancouver, Seattle, Victoria, wherever the heck they might happen to, to stop. Hmm. Anyway, let's take a quick break and uh, go straight to the fray. The other element that, that came out over the last two weeks, and again, there's still some moves, there's retirements and, and uh, uh, releases, things like that. But the big news, I think, that relates to the entire Overwatch League is the first map pool has been released. Now, I don't know what to call this beyond first map pool. There are no stages. There's no defined period of time that would we could signify as being the first unless it's the up to the all-star game but that seems like a long period of time to have the same maps uh, but those maps are ilios busan lijang oasis nepal 
We then have Hanamura, Horizon, as well as Anubis. Uh, Blizzard World, Eichenwald, King's Row. Junkertown, Havana, Dorado. I would love to go and tell you, like, oh, I'm so happy King's Row is there. And, uh, oh, yeah, the Titans, you know, they own on Anubis. But there's a number of issues here. We don't really know what the meta will be uh, going into next season. There's thought that uh, with the recent updates that Reinhardt's going to get back into the mix. There's a um, thought that Hanzo's is coming in. Um, the possibility that Dive could come back. Like, I mean, there's all these different sort of variables at play. So that needs to sort of be defined for us to then know, well, here's how the Vancouver Titans are going to perform. Second of all, this is not the same Titans team from last year. I mean, are, is, are, as much as someone might argue, well, really all they did is they just swapped Bumper for Fisher. We don't know how Fisher will integrate within the team. We don't know how Fisher will will play. We don't know where uh, Rajong fits within um, the, the bigger picture. Again, whether it's the team lead of team services, the GM, the advisor, uh, Pajong, head coach, or whomever it might be that's making decision. We won't know that until such times there's gameplay, which is kind of weird. Like I, I would think there'd be some form of preseason, and maybe there will be, but we won't know. So, uh, I mean, I, I share those maps with you just because that news came out. But uh, again, I just wish I could tell you more than that. The other thing that's happening is Winter Wonderland is still going within the game. I've gotten all my nine wins each week so far. So I've got my my soldier skin, which is I think the people are like sort of downplaying the 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 holiday event. But the soldier skin was phenomenal. Like the, uh, the sweater. It. I missed oh, that soldier's man. Game. That's yeah. the only one that's worth it. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, know. You, you can get, you know, Holly Moira, which, nah. I mean, Mo- Moira skins in my mind, I uh, just, they're okay. There's nothing phenomenal yeah. about yeah. Moira I skins. but I, I just rock uh, Vancouver Titan skins on whoever I can. So. Well, so I do, except Soldier's currently rocking his ugly sweater. Cause, I know. I mean, it, it's the same thing when I got, like, I can't remember what the uh, barbecue one was. Mm, dad, summer, yeah. or summer or something. Is that like Dad seventy six or whatever? Yeah, yeah or something like that with the sandals and the socks. Yeah, sandal socks, and then when you drop his healing, it's a beer can. <laughs> Come here and get a drink. Yeah, yeah. A oh, that was pretty close. That was pretty good. Yeah, the uh, I've been I've actually been again playing a lot of mysterious. That's all I do. But I found myself starting to play quick play. Um. So I'm I'm getting that much closer to getting back into solo queue comp again. I like. <laughs> I like the the changes. I mean, I love playing Reinhardt now. Yeah, Ryan is fun to play. You know, I, there's still some struggle uh, when support can't can't heal or your, your deeps don't deeps. <laughs> <laughs> but You're but at deep. least, well, that's that. So I had a, a match actually earlier this week where someone was like, you know, Reinhardt, you know, you have a shield. I'm like. I know, but it keeps getting broken. So I've just decided to go and use the hammer instead. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not going to sit there and just get melted each time. Yeah. Well, they can't shoot your shield if they're dead, right? That's my thought. Exactly. Um, also, when your Reinhardt has gold for elims, hero damage, uh, as well as objective uh, uh, elims, either one of two things is happening. Your deeps ain't doing their job. Or your Reinhardt is OP. I would not suggest that I had a hell of a game where I had those golds. You're like so many toxic Reins I've played mm-hmm. with. <laughs> and usually you wouldn't be winning. Oh man. Well, and I, I don't like I don't get into it in chat, and I will do my best to to provide that support, use that shield up, play situationally smart. But if I start to find myself tilting, then I'm just not gonna have some fun with Reinhardt. He's the solution to all problems. If we're talking about Reinhardt's tilting, did did they fix that bug that they have when uh, they remove the, may- the, the Maywall under oh, you? And I don't, I don't know if that's been fixed yet. But like I saw uh, Tim the Tatman, there's a clip of him. Yeah, that's um, a line. And they're like, because he Tim had no idea what what they were going to do, and they're like, oh, just charge the wall. And so he goes and charges <laughs> the wall, and then he's like, oh my god, like what's going on? And he like Tim was like, oh, I'm going to be sick, like because your your field of view has changed and he's floating. Yeah. One, I'm curious how Blizzard deals with that because it's it's an exploit. Two, you've got someone who's got a huge following streaming said exploit. Like, I'm not going to suggest they're going to go in and issue a suspension to Tim the Tatman for this. <laughs> no, no. But he was. Pl- they were playing competitive, right? 
which kind of brings the integrity of your, your ladder into question when it's, it's being rolled out in comp and not to suggest, you know, Tim and the, and those he was with are the only ones that were to go and do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was a bunch of videos of that, but I think that was the most well-received bug by the community, at least that we we had uh, in recent time. You know, Reinhardt can float through the air. Yeah, you can fly as much as you want. I remember yeah. uh, there was a clip of the Fran on Hanzo just killing people flying around the map. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Oh uh, yeah. So whether or not that's been patched, I don't know. I haven't seen any hot fixes come out, and there isn't any. any I update. think it has been maybe a silent fix. Yeah, I mean these things do happen from time to time. So, I did want there to be some happy, happy, joy, joy in this episode. So, let's take another quick break and bring you some tidings and joy. You're on my naughty list. So, this is the holiday season. It's generally accepted that regardless of of, of your faith or, or, or personal practices, what have you, that, that this is the holiday season. There are a number of different holidays, um, but I look at it as just a time that allows you to connect with friends and family and, and have, you know, those tidings of joy. It's, 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 I'm not trying to be um, uh, facetious when I say that. Like I, I value this time of year because I have that opportunity uh, to go and, and see family that I haven't seen uh, meet up with friends. Like I just, uh, this weekend I went uh, for dinner with uh, some friends of mine that I went to elementary school with. Like hmm. we have known each other for a long time. We went up, had dinner, we reminisced, we, we caught up on what everyone's up to and what everyone's doing, talked about our kids or families. And it, you know, sure this could happen any time of year, but it, this, this sort of particular period almost, um, you know, perpetuates that. And I thought, you know, it would be kind of cool if we sort of here at RSP, you know, were to share what we sort of get up to this time. If there's any, any traditions, any routines, anything that we do, um, and, and, you know, give our listeners all million of them or so, give or take uh, a chance to sort of see inside the, the microphone. So, I mean, does either one of you want to kick this off by sharing what you get up to this time of year? Well, I don't have that much to say, so I'll uh, start first. I mean, this is probably, no, this is the fourth uh, holiday season that I've had here in Canada since moving here. And I do have some family here uh, and my sister and her family. So we always meet up, but I do have a lot of friends and family back home too. So it's kind of a sad and, and, and happy time for me as well. But just, you know, warm up. It's cold out there. Eat tasty food. Enjoy some of the good drinks responsibly. And play a ton of video games when you can. So, you know, kind of all at the same thought. time, though, right? You got <laughs> yeah. the tasty food, the responsible drinks, and playing video games all at the same time. Well, I, I did say enjoy responsibly because if you don't, that entire thing will uh, happen simultaneously. So, <laughs> and and besides, regardless of your creed and, and and belief system, any time off work is is a good time to you know reflect and and rest up. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty enjoyable for me. Do you guys have any special foods you you have around the holidays? Like, are oh, you guys turkey people or? Uh, <laughs> Lena is just shouting your pizza. <laughs> Load up on carbs. I mean, I think did we do the turkey on our first uh, holiday season? On the second, so I, I I took it upon myself and and tried to make a turkey because it's not a thing where I'm from. And I said, yeah, well, well, let's try it. I've I've ordered. I think it was. Um, I don't know, save on foods or doesn't matter. So I've ordered a, a turkey that was supposedly between seven and nine kilograms. Okay. And so I just want to point out the average serving for <laughs> turkey is about a pound a person. And when you're ordering seven to nine kilograms for the two of no, you? It, no, it was a whole turkey for the family, for my wife and I and, and my sister's uh, family. Okay. Well, that oh, makes yeah. it a little bit better. I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. And like, okay, so, so you had turkey for the entire month of January. Right. So they ran out of the normal size turkey and they brought a behemoth that was like 15 ki kilograms or something like that. But man, I followed a recipe by Gordon Ramsay where he just based the bird under the skin with herbs and butter and wrap it in bacon. Oh my goodness. It was so good. So, it was incredible. You know, I'm I'm kind of expecting an invitation where you're going to do that, you know, turkey again. <laughs> yeah, well, whenever uh, we do, that's uh, that's yeah. actually quite a good plan. We'll have to like record it or film it. Cooking with RSP with uh, Omni Strafe. 
Oh yeah, it's it's been a it's been a good bird. I can tell you that. I I I will admit, doesn't matter whether I'm on a diet or not. Turkey is my go-to this time of year. I have to have. Hey, uh, I'm, a nice yeah. turkey. Underneath the gravy and the bacon and and, and the butter, it's actually a quite lean, uh, healthy meat. So, oh, yeah, the, the turkey is phenomenal. It's, white, it's white every, everything else that I also include, <laughs> oh, in yeah, the turkey <laughs> may push the scale just a little bit the wrong direction. Who's behind the knife for the turkey? I can't Ooh. carve a turkey, I'd murder it. Like, it would be like we'd have been pulled turkey. So, That's it's also you, a good way, you know, it's it's often because I've I've you know, I'm fortunate. Like my my family's local. Um, my wife's family they're 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 actually not too far away. They'll be staying with us uh, this holiday season as they have the last few since uh, baby force has arrived. But um, I always defer to either my dad or my father in law to, to carve a turkey because they can do that job. And things will, um, you know, probably have to be passed down to me at some point. And maybe <laughs> I can YouTube how to carve a turkey without turning it into pulled turkey. And. Yeah, and, and if if we have some listeners that are um, familiar with the USSR or are from there originally, you know that part of communism was kind of disassociating Christmas from uh, any religious affiliation. So uh, for anybody who came or, or grew up in Russia, the New Year's is 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 that evening. It's still the same mm-hmm. party with, with the with the you know with the um, gifts and and the tree, but it all happens on you know on uh, the New Year's Eve. But it's pretty much the same. I think it's moderately controversial, but I often like I don't have anything against turkey, but I often find that like, you know, if you are the one that is preparing it, it's it's I like the idea of it more than the actual mm. turkey itself. Mm. Like I think if you get the right piece and it's like, you know, it's it's soft and it's dark meat and it's super juicy, like that that is heaven. But I think there's also a large part of like, okay, like preparing it, freaking out that you forgot one of like the eight other like sides. Um, the fact it's bigger than, you know, any average meal you'd usually like just all that kind of stress that goes around the turkey and the fact it's supposed to be like this, like the center of attention, the big deal that makes it almost off-putting. But I don't have a problem with turkey itself. It's right. just, it's just if, if it becomes the center of attention, it becomes a little bit tiresome and then that becomes a little bit of letdown. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me though. But Christmas is really almost all about the stress, right? The gift, the, <laughs> the family coming in. It, it is. It's definitely one of the most stressful times of year. Like it, I mean, we're, we're frantically trying to like clean, purge, reorganize so that we have room. For, we have a tree set up for gifts for uh, my daughter to run around without, you know, uh, murder, death, killing anything. Uh, speaking of which, having both a cat and a daughter, who are interacting with this Christmas tree at a level that we did not understand has been a very interesting experience. Um, I wish I had like, you know, a camera set up so you, so I could record what goes on, but between the two of them, if that tree remains standing for the holidays, I'm going to notch that one as a win. Um, The, but yeah, like shopping, like, you know, Omni, you and I were both at Costco this weekend. Um, You guys are brave souls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we weren't the only ones at Costco, so there's a lot of brave souls. <laughs> there's a shout, lot. Shout out to Instacart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just had to take the new car out and then see if it's all oh. practical. Yeah, not holiday related at all, but that is a fine looking ride you have. That is yeah. shiny. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Let me tell you, like, uh, um, uh, this car has a pretty practical uh, trunk. It, it fit the entire uh, big old uh, Costco size cart. Yeah, cool. Well, that's, that's better than like the people that show up in like the four two smart cars at Costco. Like I always oh, wonder. That, like, that'll be tough. Like you, you'd show up in one of those, and then you get like a cart, and I'm like, like what do you what do you buy at Costco that can fit in there? Like I mean, you get like TP, and it takes up your passenger seat. I think. I mean, I, um, I they don't buy, they don't buy anything. They just come in for the samplers, you know, to, to have push, a push the cart around just to make it look like they are shopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the other the other thing that uh, as sort of i mean i was going to talk about like what i get to this this season is is there's um movie routines mm-hmm. uh so m- my wife and i watched love actually every holiday <laughs> season it is it is a thing we have to do together i i know you know mm-hmm. there are those that are going to be chuckling as these two you know jokers are but the one i like the movie i like sort of the, the british style humor that 
resonates most with me, but I feel that the holiday season doesn't start until I watch Love Actually. Mm-hmm. It is truly not yet started until I have watched Die Hard. Die Hard <laughs> is, is a Christmas movie through and through. True. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not. Can't tell you you're wrong. You're... There's too much masculinity in this room. <laughs> like if, if I don't see Nakatomi Plaza getting into trouble, it's just not right. But I think it is hard to jump, make the jump from love actually to die hard in pretty much the same sequence. Yeah. And the wife, if I were to do that, the, you know, the wife's gone. Like I'm watching it on my own. My hope is maybe baby force when she's old enough, we'll be able to, to appreciate the beauty that is die hard. No, they're not different that much. Like both movies are about passion. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, one's passion for living. (laughs) (laughs) What are you guys thoughts on Netflix, uh, Christmas or not even just Christmas holiday, cheesy movies. Cause I think that's become my, my wife and my kind of guilty pleasure is like we, one, we know it's, a like i think they actually go out of their way to be cheesy in some of these movies like um, is this like I, the netflix like yeah the, like the design every, ones? every holiday, like the hallmark they, movie right yeah like they come up with like they don't even really try harder the names and that's why i don't even remember like mm. they'll be like i think there's a christmas prince and then like christmas something else it's like it's the most to- like it's actually like names you'd see on a hall hallmark card mm-hmm. into a movie but at the same time it's like it's so bad that it's entertaining um, and it's kind of slowly creeped in and become this kind of kind of tradition almost, I dare say. I think this is like the third third kind of year they've really done that. What did they show there? Like what what they were just like super like well, I, I I they're all boring home, to me because I alone? actually can't tell you any of the plots, but I imagine the Christmas prince being about wow. like Christmas love and there's some <clears throat> prince home in there alone somewhere. would be like an award winning movie in comparison to some of these titles. Yeah, but but Home Alone yeah. like has has a unique script. Like these guys are as token as it gets. Oh. Well, it's the same and, script. They just changed the name of the characters yeah. and then the location that the conversations are all taking place in. Yeah, and like it's it's just it's so bad that it's it actually becomes entertaining in a strange yeah. way. I don't I don't know if you've ever seen anything and that you can relate to that that you're like, man, this is not a good movie, but I am having a good time. Yeah, it's sort of akin know. with it hurts and it feels so good. Yeah. yeah. We haven't watched those, but um we kind of started binging in, in the Christmas spirit the new Witcher series and that has been <laughs> very cozy and warm. Holiday classic. Yeah. We jump like, all over the map with these. Light the fire up. <laughs> you know I, I I can't say I have followed the Witcher series. Like I never really got into the games and that, but I am genuinely curious about this Netflix original. Yeah, you don't have to uh, play the games because it's kind of based on the books, and the books occur way before that. So, well, I haven't, I haven't read the books either. Like that's so I, I yeah, would be jumping fine. in cold here. You, can, you definitely can because it's not like you don't need a lot of preparation before that. Mm. Yeah, see, I, I'm for me to do that. I'm gonna have like I have so much. I got to catch up on season two of Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else am I behind on? Stranger Things. I'm behind on. I'm like. Um, uh, Man in the High Castle, I'm like a season and a half oh, behind on. You're a big uh, Amazon Prime buff, eh? Well, I so I have I have <laughs> speaking of cord cutting, I have Netflix, <laughs> I have Amazon Prime. I'm probably gonna have Disney Plus by the end of the holidays. Uh, because I want to see the Mandalorian. Yeah, I want it to. All I see is like baby Yoda memes on on Facebook <laughs> and I'm feeling like left out of a big uh, group joke. Pretty much. out of the loop. Yeah, everyone's making the cookies now. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. Um, as we wrap this episode up, I was curious if you had any kind words or thoughts that you wish to share with the entire Vancouver Titans community, as well as those who tune in to the Ready Set Home podcast. Sam, anything you care uh, to share? I'm going to let Omni go first. I have a little surprise for all of you at the end. Ooh. Oh. I don't know, like a uh, happy 2020 folks reflect back on your growth and successes from last year and commit to do just as well, at least. Well, <laughs> I'll give you more time, Sam. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually, first of all, want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. I mean, whether it is you tune in to the occasional episode, whether it's that you tune in to every episode, 
Um, whether it is that you just started tuning in now because you saw some crazy old man get up on a soapbox on Twitter, deliver a TED talk and light a fire under people. Um, I am truly appreciative uh, that people are willing to listen to, to the three of us talk about a video game. I mean, at the basic level, we're just three guys talking about a video game. There's not a whole lot interesting about that. And yet you, you tune in, you formed a community around it. Um, and I, I, I truly honor that. And I also hope that as we get into 2020, we'll be able to continue to bring you all the greatest things that you need to know about the Vancouver Titans. Uh, I have to add an asterisk to that. We'll see how things go in the new year. Seeing as uh, you know, started lighting fires and what have you, hopefully uh, good things, but uh, no, I, I thank you for, for tuning in as I say. I don't think it'll be a problem. We just filled up uh, almost an hour of an episode without <laughs> new- talking about the lack of news. I'd really impressed by people who have kind of sat the whole way through. Us <laughs> talking about the names of Christmas movies. We don't remember <laughs> and die hard. It's, it's, you can't get this content anywhere else. You cannot, but uh, that was, that was nice and heartfelt, Chris. I got to admit now, now I'm all thrown off. So sorry, but but you know we we started talking about this Christmas episode uh, a little while back, and 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 Life Force was all like, "Oh, we got to do something special." So I opened up my notes app, and even though there's no voicemails, I wrote another poem. And once I started writing, I could not stop writing. So if you guys want to give me a little beat, uh, or just put one on on your brain, we don't have features like beats. Uh, here, here I go. 2020 feature. You can put it in post-production later, Chris. We can. <laughs> All right. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, all you could hear was the keyboard and mouse. Our starboard hoxel inside one of the rooms, another day of work, rocket punching on doom. Later downstairs, there was a patient slime staring at the oven for his ribs of prime. Slime was ready to eat with his fork and knife, and then Andante runs in and asks, Who's Omni-Strife? A Hanzo 1v1 challenge Omni's wish issued at last. Apparently this dude runs some kind of podcast. We must accept, said Twilight, reputation be damned, and then we'll also beat Chris and that other guy Sam. But who shall play him, pipes up Sleepy Stitch. Bumper and Hurek's departure left the Titans in a bit of a hitch. This bummed them for a moment, and Janu even swore, but amidst their reflection, they did not open. notice the open door. In walks Fisher, his stride sturdy and strong. Hello, Titans, he says. Meet my buddy, Ru Jehong. Jehong arrives, and the air became thin. He then calmly whispers, let the challenge begin. Eight headshots later, RJH has completed a quick fight. There was one dead Omni Hanzo for each Hanukkah light. Pajon looks on proudly as the team comes together, for he and Yangwan were worried for the team's stormy weather. As they celebrated the victory, team chemistry thickened, and FlexDBX Sobninsu ate a lot of fried chicken. If you've listened to the end, what incredible patience you've shown. So happy holidays to all from Ready, Set, Poem. That was phenomenal. Like, oh my god, that's by far the best Titans content of this offseason. I mean, why didn't we lead the podcast off with that? Jeez, Louise. You can... Like, that is, I, I, if I could applaud right now without, like, you know, popping the mic off. Oh, I, I will. I will regardless. Thank awesome. you. Thank you, Sam. There you know, you I'm going to ask you to go and like re-record that nice and clean so that we can go and uh, <laughs> share that on social now. But uh, no, no, this is, that was good. No, thank you. I mean, this is, this, you have set the tone for there the holiday go. season 2020. We're now going to have to meet or beat. Oh, this is going to be more poems, isn't it? <laughs> See, this but, is why people don't do good work. <laughs> But uh, I do thank uh, you know the two of you for for joining me over the course of this season. I mean, it's been a phenomenal year. Uh, you know, 
we, we talked a little bit about it in the last few episodes, but when we kick this podcast off, if you go back to episode one, first of all, I apologize. Uh, but but you you listen to the transition of this podcast uh, first uh you know on you joining me sam joining the three of us together i i truly feel um that this podcast doesn't make it to this point without the two of you so uh, you know from the bottom of my heart thank you for joining me for this ride and i i i look forward uh to not only what we're able to do uh into 2020 um, but I, I, I kid you not, um, I thoroughly enjoy the opportunity to speak with you each and every week during the season, every two weeks. Um, I look forward to it. It is something I move my schedule around uh, to make happen. So, so thank you. No, oh, thank you for the Christmas Aww. bonus. Yeah, it's in the mail. Um, sorry. Yeah, Canada Post issues. I, I think I overdid it. Um, you know, don't spend it all in one sp- one place. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but on behalf of Sam at another Sam Chen on the at Omni Strife and myself, Chris at Lightforce, I'm just going to sign this one off with those magical new words. Happy holidays.